Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and we have a very special guest with us today. We have Christine Rich, Mrs. USA Earth 2022. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you got to come on with us today. That worked out really well. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you guys for fitting me in. I'm so excited personally to have you on the podcast because as someone who has been a fan of pageants for years and years and years. The first time I can distinctly remember following you or finding you was the year that you won evening gown at Mrs. United States. And oh my gosh, I just fell in love with you that year. And that was what, like 2015 something? Like, oh, it was a while ago. Yeah, that was back in 2015. Um, okay. I had competed uh, previously at the Miss America pageant as Delaware. And then that year was the United States. And I loved my evening out. I felt like a million dollars in it. It was just, uh, so to go home with an award from it too, that was just icing on the cake. And so I, that's when I, I think I feel like we social media connected and I followed you ever since and watching you compete for the USA Earth title for the past several years, which we'll get into and seeing you get crowned this year by my friend Meredith was such a full circle moment. <laughs> I was so happy for you. I was overjoyed Aww, and thank you. we would love to hear all about it. But first, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about you? What do you do when you're not being Miss U- Mrs. USA Earth? Sure. So I am a doctoral candidate right now. I'm getting my uh, doctorate in higher education, leadership and innovation. And I feel like I've said that so much because it has been uh, a really long journey just getting there. I think I've changed my dissertation two or three times. uh, But right now I'm focusing on time management within higher education students. So I'm able to create a webinar for them and I'll be able to you know, do the webinar with the students and, and help them to retain them within higher education. So that's what I'm, I'm most working on right now. But other than that, I'm a mom to one. I've been married for almost 13 years uh, this September. And I am an entrepreneur. I have my own sunless studio where I do airbrush tanning and spray tanning and all of that fun stuff. And we actually recently launched our own sunless product line at home uh, products like sunless mousses and I'm just really excited to kind of watch that go and and grow and it's become like my second little baby since you know my son is now 12 he's, he's in middle school he's not a baby anymore <laughs> we get that 100% Kristen and I both have kids that are seem to be getting older by the day I mean they literally are be getting older by the day but like they're growing <laughs> up so fast and getting into those middle school years where it's just like we don't have little ones anymore. And so I love that you've taken on all these other goals outside of just being, not that being a mom and a wife is not just, but you Mm -hmm. have your own passions and your own things that you're doing, which I think is so awesome. Yeah. And that's extremely important just for just married women in general, but especially in pageantry, because, you know, we're able to take time out for ourselves and put ourselves first, which, um, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen in our everyday life. So we really just kind of get a little break to kind of dress up and and, you know, go after our goals and kind of almost reinvent ourselves or find out something new about ourselves that maybe we didn't know. Can you tell us a little bit about 
just your entrance maybe into Mrs. Pageantry. How did you get started in this whole world? So I competed way back when <laughs> at, in the USA system. And at the time, the Miss USA, like state pageants, some of them had the also state directorship with Mrs. America. So they would have the Mrs. pageant happen and then they would have, you know, the Miss Nateen USA state pageant happen like the day after. So that was kind of my introduction to, hey, there are Mrs. pageants out there. So I competed in Miss divisions and Miss organizations and till I was 21. And then I got married and had my son at 22 and then immediately jumped into the Mrs. world, which is so different from the Miss and the teen world as well. So uh, I looked into it and I, I used it as, you know, a reason to get back into shape, get, you know, that get my fitness going back on. And I entered and I didn't win. I was a runner up and just, you know, runner up seems to be my story until, you know, I finally won, but uh, you know, when I won that, it was, okay, I can do this. You know, I'm, I have the type of personality that they're looking for. So then it just was like the bug bit me and I just kept going. Uh, so you've been competing since 2015 in Mrs. Pageants? No. So that would be 2011. So your husband has hung around since 2011 <laughs> of you competing. <laughs> In pageant after pageant, that's pretty impressive. Well, I don't think it was like every single year, right? I mean, you did have a few breaks here and there. Yeah, I did. So actually, my husband, before we were even engaged, I had a low, he came to my first local for the Miss America organization, and I won that pageant. So he just assumed that because I won that local that I was just going to win everything afterwards, because that was, you know, the precedent I, I set forth. And we went to state and I'm like, we're, we're getting married in a couple of months. Like I can't win, <laughs> you know? So, um, he has been there since what that was 2000 and 2009. Oh, yeah. wow. So he, <laughs> I mean, so he's like a pageant pro at this point. He just was like, all right, you can just go ahead and do your thing. Like, I love you. I support you. And I, I honestly can't ask for, for anything more. I've heard horror stories and I'm just like, not my husband. <laughs> Well, and you're, this isn't even the first time that you've really had to compete for something like this because you were a professional cheerleader before that even. Yeah. So I uh, was a profes uh, professional cheerleader for major league lacrosse. And before that, I was actually with the NFL, with the Baltimore Ravens for their appearance squad, the playmakers. My rookie year, we uh, actually won the Super Bowl, which was just absolutely insane. And then the next year I became captain, which was really awesome to ride out that Super Bowl year as captain. But also that was the year that I won Mrs. Delaware America and got the opportunity to compete at Mrs. America. So that was just like a wild and crazy year. It was completely a blur, but there was pageantry and NFL in it. And then I went on to, you know, professionally cheer for Major League Lacrosse the year after. It was just, it was a whirlwind, but it was so much fun. Do you think that being a professional cheerleader and being in front of people helped you in pageantry or do you not think it even made a difference? I think it's vice versa. So when I auditioned for the Playmakers, you had to give a speech about yourself. You had to be really comfortable in front of a panel of, you know, eight, eight or nine people that you've never met before in your life. And you had to talk about yourself. You had to talk about 
um, you know, the, what you bring to the table. And if I didn't have the interview skills that I obtained through pageantry, I would have probably bombed that. I was so relaxed and I feel that my confidence came out and my personality was able to come out a lot more. And those are the things that we learned through pageantry. So I believe that that helped me uh, attain my goal of going into the NFL for the appearance squad and, you know, really helping me with my interview for major league lacrosse for becoming a professional cheerleader. Wow. I honestly never would have thought about it being the other way around, but you're right. It sounds like <laughs> it would probably be more helpful the other way around. Kristen, do you not watch making the team Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders? Come on. They have to do interview. They have to do all these things. It's just oh, like, I guess I do. I know. I guess I have seen that. You're right. It is very <laughs> similar to that where they are looking for a brand ambassador and a spokesperson, but then also somebody who can dance and move around gracefully. <laughs> yeah, can, like, they're on all themselves together, right? <laughs> like you have to look the part and be the part. It's it's a lot like being a pageant girl. Yeah, it's exactly like being a pageant girl. Yeah, that's okay. true. So let's now move on. We're going to jump into your Mrs. USA Earth journey if we want to call it that um, <laughs> the not, long not, journey <laughs> yes um kind of what I know um probably more than most of our listeners about this journey maybe they do maybe they don't but can you walk us through the process of getting to the crown this year and the years leading up to it what made you continue to pursue this dream why this system Let's just talk about it all. Ooh, that is a whole lot right there. Uh, I know. So, uh, it's okay. So I started competing in the system the very first year that they offered the Mrs. Division. And that was back in 2018. I honestly wasn't going to compete because I was at my heaviest weight and I didn't have a lot of time between, you know, entrance and the announcement and competing. So I kind of went into it with, eyes wide open. I have known Laura for quite some time. I know that she produces quality pageants. And after, you know, me taking off some time, I felt like this was the one that, okay, I'll, I'll jump in. So I looked at their mission. I saw that their values directly aligned with mine. And I also saw that they had a lot of categories to compete in. It's not just interview, evening gown, and swimsuit. There are multiple categories that you compete in. And I like that because I feel that you really get the most well-rounded individual uh, with the crown. So I competed that year and they were still trying to find their footing, which was fun. But of course, you know, the, the pageant was amazing. Everyone I met was awesome. I had such a great time and I actually ended up being first runner up that year. And uh, that year they actually offered a title of Mrs. Eco USA to the first runner up because they were kind of figuring out where they were going to send their misses to the international pageant the first year, you know, they just want their options. So I was uh, awarded that title as first runner up and I did go compete internationally and play second runner up. And I just had such a great time. And I'm like, I'm first runner up. I have to go back. Like I have to try again. This is the closest I've ever been to a national title. So I have to give it my all. And I did. And that year I got into my head because I have never come back and competed at a national pageant a second time. And I know I got in my head and unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, I placed third runner up that year. And I, you know, still always cheered on whomever held the crown before me. And 
offered my help if they needed anything or you know if they if they needed to get sponsors for something I've, I've always cheered on the women who have worn the crown before me so then I came back in 2000 well we had COVID shut everything down so it came back to 2020 I'm trying to remember the number of my sash sorry <laughs> so I came back 2020 and it was now in Orlando where previously it was in DC so I competed that year and Unfortunately, my Nana was in the hospital battling COVID. So my mind really wasn't there. Um, but I mean, there really wasn't anything I could do back home. And she really loved my love for pageantry. And I went with her blessing to compete. And that was the year Meredith won. And I was second runner up that year. So I had been first, third, and second runner up. <laughs> and then this year, I just went into it and was like, I can't leave off the way I did last time. Cause unfortunately my Nana did pass away of COVID um, on my way back home from the pageant. And I couldn't leave it like that. And I know I didn't do my best. And you just kind of have that sinking feeling in you. Like, no, that's, that's not the way I go out. So I entered this year and I came in with a whole different mindset. I stopped listening to everybody. I really just went in it for me. I went in and, you know, did what, and wore what I wanted <laughs> and did what I wanted to do. And then next thing I know, I have a crown on top of my head. It was absolutely incredible. Kristen, this is not permission to wear that orange dress. Oh my gosh, if my busy ah! video on, you wouldn't have even seen me react to that. <laughs> I, I so appreciate what you just said though, about going in <laughs> as yourself and doing what you feel is right. <laughs> Because you at this point have had so many years behind you competing, taking in the knowledge, I'm sure, from everyone who's been in your corner, directors, different pageant people who have, mm -hmm. you know, kind of helped give you advice. But at some point, you do have to just say, like, in my gut, I know what I want to do. And if I'm going to do this, maybe potentially for my last time, I'm going in and being 100% authentic to who I want to be on this stage. Yeah. And that's not to say that I haven't been authentic in previous pageants because anyone that's ever competed with me or even had a conversation with me knows that I'm completely authentic. There's nothing fake about me. I'm very straightforward at times, but I just felt like this year I felt more centered within myself mm -hmm. and, you know, I didn't overthink things. Like with my interview, I usually would leave and be like, man, I wish I said that. Or, mm -hmm. oh, I totally forgot. That was one of my four things that I wanted the judges to know. And then I would kind of get down on myself. But this year I was just like, that was fun. I think that went really well. Okay, moving on. And, you know, went on and, and did whatever else I needed to do that day. One thing I noticed just be, what, from a, being a total spectator who had never even spoken to you before is <laughs> it seemed that this year going into nationals, you did have just a, a, such a different relaxed energy going in it did not feel like you were putting the same amount of internal pressure maybe on yourself it just even the way you would word your social media posts everything it just seemed like you were so content in who you are you know your purpose you know why you're doing the things you do inside and outside of pageantry it was really transparent and really shined through Thank you. I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly what I wanted to portray through social media. Social media is actually a score that we have. And while they don't 
particularly look at, at the context of your social media, they do look that you're making an effort to align yourself with the organization. And with the Miss Earth USA organization, they are exactly how I am. They are very, they know who they are. They know their purpose. They know what they're looking for. And they just want to bring fun to pageantry, like really awesome title holders that we've had before have, have been just like that. They've always gone in, you know, either really relaxed or, you know, just, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do a pageant today, which that's awesome. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that, you know, my real, me being real and my personality came through not only in interview and on stage, but now through, you know, those social media posts. I don't know that, that, that I realized that, that was scored. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I was like, that. wait, what? Yeah, we could talk about the areas of competition if you want, because I know a lot. I just did a webinar actually earlier this year, uh, introducing misses to the division and to the organization, because a lot of people think that it's just a very crunchy organization and you have to live and breathe, you know, environmental, everything that you do has to be environmental. And while that is great and all, it, it doesn't have to be something that you are 100% doing all the time. There's room for growth and making those green changes. And you can advocate for a cause that's environmentally uh, beneficial that you really truly care about. They don't force you to do any kind of crazy uh, community events or, or anything like that, that have to deal with um, you know, anything that's not environmental, but also you know, they don't force you to do anything that you don't feel comfortable doing. So Rebecca, you could say that you recycle Barbie dolls and that's definitely <laughs> I mean, it's friendly a very to small, the planet. <laughs> it's a very, very small impact that I am making on the world, but I am making that that change. And I am but also a very good thrifter of all clothes and reselling um, clothing instead of buying new things. So I would say that is another thing I am doing to impact the world. <laughs> yes, you're really but good at see, that. That's perfect because that's my whole theme this year is showing that your small impact can make a larger impact. Even if it's not immediate, it's just later on down the road. Anybody can do anything and they can make a small impact that way. Can you maybe go through those areas of competition? Would you mind? Competition categories that we have had is, you know, the basic ones that we usually see interview, evening gown, swimwear for the teens, they have fitness wear. So we don't have swimwear for our teens. And then we have what's called a think global act local environmental project and that could be you know recycling textiles and creating barbie dolls out of it or however you want to make your impact on the environment Uh, there's also photogenic social media as we discussed before there is an introduction video that you submit and they don't judge it based on like if you had like a huge production company help you with it I think in the past, most of the intro videos that have won have literally just been the title holders sitting in front of their camera talking about themselves and what they want to do instead of having a big, crazy production going on. Uh, and then last, we do have runway. And then those are the ones that are actually physically scored. We do have a top five on stage question, and it's not scored, but it's the opportunity for the judges to see if you can speak on stage in front of a large audience. And, you know, if, if you're a winner and you can't talk, they, they might bump you down to first runner up or, you know, they might just let it go. So that's kind of where that onstage question comes in. It's not really judged, um, but 
you know, you have to be able to speak in this, in this role and talk about the organization. If you can't do that, then you might have to wait another year for the title. So I have a question about this too, because you've competed at United States, America, and then USA Earth, but you kept going back to USA Earth. What was it about this pageant that just, you were like, no, this is it. This is the one I want. So for this organization, like, like I said, their, their um, passion and their values directly aligned with mine. And I really liked all the competition categories that I just listed. I liked that it was more than interview, evening gown, and swimsuit. I liked that I had all of those and you could really get a well-rounded title holder out of all of that. The experience that I had too was so different from the ones that I'd done before. So I had done Mrs. America, Mrs. United States, and I've actually done Mrs. Galaxy too. So it was a whole different vibe. It was so relaxed. We were sitting there in jeans and a tank top. Nobody had to get dressed up. I was walking around in flip-flops. It was fantastic. And no one felt pressured to, to dress up or, or do anything that, you know, was unnecessary. And just by the, the good experience I've had and knowing, you know, that Laura was, was putting this together and that she treated her queen so well, it just, it made me want to keep coming back for more because a director can really make or break your experience. And in this case, she just kept making it and making it and making it. I know your yeah. year is not even close to over, but can you maybe <laughs> tell us so far, what has been like one of the highlights of your year as Mrs. USA Earth? I think one of, well, I've had a couple of highlights. So for the organization, one of my big highlights was being able to be the EMC at the New Jersey and New York pageant because they have a huge state pageant. And just to be able to have them give me the mic and trust me with the mic <laughs> and let me kind of go off script if I need to, you know, that was, that was really awesome of them. Like the complete trust that they gave for me. Plus it was really cool to be able to watch the pageant happening from behind the podium. It was kind of a newish experience for me, but then I also got to meet the new title holders competing for my crown and then just be really encouraging to the ones that, you know, will hopefully come back next year. And then another thing that I did this year, I had already mentioned it, but I did a webinar just introducing Mrs. to the division and to the organization. And that was a really big highlight because I had a lot of side conversations from it. And I had, you know, contestants that were telling me, oh, well, you know, I heard this about the organization. Can you, you know, talk to me a little bit more about it? And, and I did. And I had a couple that actually missed the webinar and I got up with them on Zoom and, you know, we chatted. And I think I've had about three or four people from that webinar that I've actually signed up to compete this year. So I get to actually meet them in person, which is what I'm really looking forward to. And when and where is the national pageant? So the national pageant is going to be back in Orlando, Florida at the Rose. Well, I'm sorry. It's at the Orange County Convention Center, but we'll be staying at the Rosen Hotels. And it is January 8th. January 7th, 7th or 8th, whichever one is okay. a Saturday. That's the day of the pageant. <laughs> so if anyone has any questions, I can personally attest you are so incredibly helpful, informative, and open and honest. Would you be willing to have our listeners reach out? Like, how can they reach out to you? What, how do we get them in contact with you? Or is it better to contact <laughs> the national office? So if you are looking to sign up or apply, definitely just go to Mrs. USA Earth 
www.thelaughingbrook.com and there'll be a little application button for you to go ahead and apply. If you have any questions about the organization, there's a lot that can be found on the website. Our director has done an excellent job with having all of the information there. But if you don't see something on there or you just want to kind of talk to me about how this compares to other organizations or if this system is even a right fit for you, then yeah, you can definitely reach out to me on Instagram is the one that, you know, I kind of am on the most. So um, mm-hmm. it's at real Christine Rich, or you can reach out to me on the official one, which is uh, Mrs. USA Earth. Awesome. Okay, Kristen, are you ready for your fun questions? I'm ready. Christine, are you ready? Yes, let's go. Okay, so now some don't have anything to do with pageants, but you're kind of a pageant pro. So there's definitely <laughs> some pageant ones in here. Okay, would you rather be overly tan on stage or not? nearly tan enough oh my gosh <laughs> I've seen <laughs> I've seen both wow okay so this is pageant and this is business all wrapped in one right so, I'm gonna go with and I'm probably gonna get flack for this I'm gonna be lighter than I should and that's only because I feel like your features would pop more with stage lights if you were a little bit lighter than uh, you are, but if you're darker, it's just it's just going to be muddy and it's not going to look good at all. I told Kristen the same exact answer, and she was like, "Really? I'd always <laughs> rather be too tan." I was like, "No, you wouldn't. You would always rather be too light because too tan looks awful." <laughs> there is a fine line between tan and too tan for competition right. tans, right. and you don't want that to be the deciding factor between you and somebody else. And, well, and I like, don't think beautiful skin tones should be embraced, whatever that is, whether that is your mm-hmm. natural skin tone or it is enhanced with a tan, it doesn't matter. I don't think you need to look like you are trying to change your tan or change your skin tone, you know, like you should just yeah. be yourself at the best level of yourself, no matter what your skin tone is. Well, I'm German and Polish, so I'm supposed to be as white as a piece of paper. So I like my tan, (laughs) but there definitely is a fine line. Well, I doubt blue palm sunless would ever get you too dark. It's probably the exact perfect tan no matter what. (laughs) All right. So for your next question, would you rather be competing when you're super sweaty or you're so cold your your teeth are chattering? I'd have to go with so cold that my teeth are chattering because I feel like I have so much adrenaline that when I go out on stage, I actually do start to sweat. And it's different for me because I'm always that girl that's cold all the time. I'm the one with the cold feet that puts it up on my husband and he freaks out because he's warm and they're super cold. So I would rather compete cold because I don't, it would be a different experience for me. And I just feel like you'd be a lot more comfortable on stage too. I think so too. I don't like being overly sweaty, which I usually am. All right. Would you rather go out on stage knowing that your shoe is broken and you got to work with it? Or would you rather just trip once really bad on stage and get it over with? Mm, I think I would do the broken shoe, to be honest. I've tripped a lot on stage. I am a klutz sometimes. So I've already been there, done that. (laughs) It's going to be a new experience. But I also feel like, so I feel like with the shoe though, you could just put all the pressure on the ball of your foot and just go and kind of be okay unless your heel falls off. But you know, I don't know. (laughs) 
right, would you rather as Mrs. USA Earth 2022 have to take a photo with your arch nemesis or someone that you, that was just like really rude to you coming up and asking for the photo? Arch nemesis, so I don't have an arch nemesis. That's, a, that's like a superhero thing. I don't feel like I'm a superhero just yet. I have an arch but... nemesis, but I don't know your answer. I would probably take a photo with somebody that's been mean to me. I mean, in pageantry, I feel like we've all kind of gone through that before. And then, you know, we've either made amends or just decided to have our differences and kind of split ways. But it also kind of shows that for both of you, you're able to put your differences aside and work together to at least have a good photo and possibly work together in the future. And that's just me being like cautionly optimistic about it. Well, that's a good answer. That's <laughs> my arch nemesis right now is my mailman because he won't take my Poshmark stuff sometimes. <laughs> and I don't know why he keeps saying that the, something's wrong with the label and then he leaves it, he leaves it with a note. <sighs> so I don't know what's happening with that right now. All right, would you rather have a typo on your bio or have the judges ask you about something that you had completely forgotten you even put in there? I've had both. So if I had to relive it again, I would, <laughs> I would go for the judges asking me something I completely forgot that I had in there because obviously I cared about it enough to put it in the bio. So even if I forgot about it just for a little bit, at least it would be something I would be able to talk about and form a good sentence and, and, you know, not mess up any of the questions with it. Okay. Um, fitness or swimsuit competition. Hmm. So I don't, I like, I've never competed in fitness, so I can't really say anything about fitness, but I think with swimsuit, I would have, I'm, I'm going to pick swimsuit because that's obviously the only one that I've ever done. But I think with swimsuit, we also kind of have to look at with the married division specifically that some of us have had kids and some of us are, you know, older or younger and all of our bodies are different and all of our bodies are beautiful. And I'm loving right now that in swimsuit we're seeing a lot of one pieces and tankinis win specifically i won in a one piece or a tankini also but I'm, I'm loving that right now so i think if swimsuit continues in this direction i'm going to continue to pick swimsuit every time even though i might want to try and pick fitness in the future but i'll stick with swimsuit all right i just have a few more for you christmas or halloween Oh my gosh, they're my two favorite holidays. <laughs> I know, mine too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so no, I have to do Christmas. Uh, my mom actually passed away when I was 17 and all of my fondest memories of her were at Christmas time. So that is the big holiday for me. Halloween is the second, again, because of my mom. Uh, just we were, we were those people that just decorated our, our house on the outside, the inside, the bathrooms, all of that. So I just, Christmas is just, I have to pick that. But Halloween's definitely the second. All right, would you rather sit down for a personal interview or do you prefer your on-stage question time? Honestly, either. I don't, I'm not phased with on-stage question, but I also kind of feel like with the personal sit-down interviews, you're able to talk a little bit more about you and why you feel the way you do and, you know, embrace a little bit more about you and your personality. So maybe I'll go with sit-down just because you're able to get a little bit more about you and a little bit more details about your life. 
All right, okay, I want to pop question. in. No, I want to pop no, in and, no, and I ask one. No, I have to ask okay, this fine. one. Okay, you Just ask that, but I, I have one, one to ask after yours. Oh, no, then you go ahead and ask because okay. I just thought oh. of this one. It's good. Christine, all-time favorite gown designer. If you, like, dream mm. gown, that if you got to design a dream gown with some designer, who would design your gown? See, I'm an equal opportunity wearer. Like, if you have a gown that's just, like, amazing and I've never heard of you, I'll wear it. I don't care. It, it might not be the most popular designer. But I think my closet right now is filled, and I just got another box of stuff from Jonathan Kane. I love his designs. I love that you can move in them and do all the, the things that you need to do in them. But his, especially like his newer designs that are coming out, like with the, with the rhinestone fringe, I'm like, oh, we see this all the time on social media. And now he's incorporating it into pageant wardrobe. Like, that's awesome. I love that. So I'm, I'm going <sighs> to have to pick him. I feel like you are like our long lost pageant soul sister, Kristen and I, because <laughs> all of our answers. This is basically, except for the tanning answer, our shared <laughs> answer. You are, you're, you're our soul sister for sure. <laughs> you like Kane over here. All right. And I thought you were cutting me off, Rebecca. That's why I was like, no, because <laughs> I wanted to ask this. <laughs> no, question. I just had to ask about designers because you know, I love them. <laughs> well, I just have one more. Would you rather? Okay. All right. Would you rather? So you're, first of all, here's the setup. You are emceeing live pageant. I mean, let's say like Miss USA, Miss Universe style. Would you rather completely lose your place on the teleprompter to the point where they literally had to go to a commercial break because you could not get back to where you needed to be or announce the wrong winner a la Steve Harvey style? So oh I've gosh. actually... <laughs> I've actually done one of those and it was, I announced the wrong winner and it was at a local pageant, but it's okay because it was like back when they had the princess program. So the winner and the first runner both got titles. So they were, you know, able to, you know, do their thing in the, in the community. So I've done that before. Uh, as far as teleprompter goes, I mean, I would probably do that again because I would do that that one that's the one I picked because I don't want to ever announce the wrong winner and I can tell you I had so much anxiety just being the EMC at the New York and New Jersey earth pageant because that was the last thing I ever wanted to do I must have checked with the director four or five <laughs> times I was not messing it up like there will be no Steve Harvey moment no blonde moment none of that uh so I mean I would rather lose my place in teleprompter and call myself out and be like so we're five lines down and I completely lost my place can we go to a commercial break I'd rather call myself out like that than you know, have to potentially take a title away from somebody. That's huge. Yeah, I literally can't imagine. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that would be absolutely as I, I think of it more from the perspective of being crowned or not crowned, like whether you should have been crowned or not getting crowned or whatever. And then like having to take the crown off and give it to the other girl or not, you mm. know, oh, that's, oh, I just think mm. that would just be the hardest part yeah I would never blame you I would just be like (laughs) but I want to keep it or the girl who should have gotten it announced the first time would be like but I didn't get my real crowning moment you know what I mean like right that's that's where my head goes right no I agree with that if you said I won and then said I didn't I would blame you (laughs) 
No, you would because you're, you're an Enneagram <laughs> eight. You're an Enneagram eight. So I'd be like, no, 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 <laughs> no takesy backsies. No takesy backsies. It's mine. I'm out of here. <laughs> You are a justice <laughs> fighter, so you would definitely not ever forgive. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be my new arch nemesis. It wouldn't be the mailman anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the EMC. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you came on and talked to us. I feel like you probably have so much wisdom from all the years that you've competed, and so I was really glad that you got to share some of that. And especially like with me, I'm more of a pageant newbie. For sure. Rebecca's much more seasoned. She's the more seasoned one. And usually I'm asking her questions because I have probably the same types of questions that people who would just be coming into the world would ask. But I'm really glad but you that's to come good. on. That's good that you're asking questions though. Because a lot of people, they don't, they just kind of go into it and then they don't know what went wrong or even worse, they don't research the organizations or research what is actually judged. Mm-hmm. And then they end up upset about the results when everything was in black and white, like in front of you. So exactly. it's good that you're at least asking questions. And, you know, Kristen, you just had, you've had a national level experience. You've been a state title holder, but look at both Christine and I, we've both had multiple, you know, national level experiences. We, she's had now a national level title And there's some, uh, I think, a huge value in that tenacity and not giving up. And if you really find something that you just love, why stop? Like, why let somebody say, "Uh, you got first runner up before, you've placed, like, you retire, like, go out on a high note. Like, if you feel it in your gut, don't let anybody tell you no. Yeah, I second that. I can't tell you how many people have had reached out as soon as I won and been like, I have been watching you for like the last five or six years, or I've watched you, you know, throughout your earth journey. And to see you just keep coming back with the same intensity year after year, like that's inspired me. I mean, even Mm -hmm. some of the contestants that I competed with, you know, they were like, you inspired me to compete for the title that I really want and keep pursuing that title and only that title. And I was like, well, that's, you know, a really great thing to be able to figure out not only what organization is best for you, but then you can hone all of your resources into that. And then you're more likely to be more successful. Yes, totally. I'm, I definitely am looking at certain ones that I think I want to go compete in right now. And yeah, research has been like a big part of it. We've been talking, we've been like ping-ponging back and forth, me and Rebecca about certain ones. <laughs> well, if you have any questions about Earth, definitely reach out to me. Um, I can help you figure out if it's a good fit for you, or you know, I can maybe chime in and with the other systems that you're debating between to kind of narrow down one that would be you know best fit for you. Thank I did you. get her. I did get the Barbie dress oh to show gosh. you, Christine, just so you could see. What oh she my god! Like. <gasps> oh my god! I love it. That's isn't, so cute. Isn't it fantastic? I have to finish the sash, but she's going to be pretty phenomenal. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So another fun thing is you were talking about like gowns and how you love them. Mm-hmm. So for the last, for my first runner up and for winning, I actually didn't even choose my gown. My gowns were dropped off to me like three days before and I got Wait, to pick between whatever. We need this whatever. whole story. I was going to say, by who? A fairy godmother? <laughs> like, how did they know? <laughs> like, how did they just get dropped off like a story? I don't understand. 
Okay, so remember how I said I competed in the, like the Miss USA state pageants? Well, I have a friend named Shanna, and she was actually inspired by me starting my tanning studio to open up a formal and pageant boutique. Well, she's been literally helping me pick out stuff since Mrs. America back in 2013. She's always been like, okay, this would look good on you. And I'm like, eh, maybe not. And then I put it on. I'm like, oh gosh, you were right. Okay. So she came to my house. I want to say like three or four days before I left. And I had a different gown picked out. And she was like, here's three or four gowns, figure out one. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I put on the gown that I initially wasn't going to because it was kind of a low V and I didn't think it was, you know, conservative enough for earth, but I put it on and I just felt amazing in it. And I was like, okay, I picked this one. And she's like, yeah, I knew you were going to pick that one. And I was like, oh, well, you picked my gown again for this year. And then I ended up, you know, winning in it. She's like, haha, I told you. <laughs> I need a gown fairy. I was going to say, this sounds <laughs> nice. So you don't even have to show up anywhere. They just bring them to you and they already know which one you're going to pick she lives in the same town as I do and she's just been amazing she's one of those friends through pageantry that you just meet and you instantly click and connect and you just feed off of each other and it's it's been one of like the best friendships that I've ever gotten out of pageantry and she was so supportive of this entire four years and all the up and downs and everything and I I can't thank her enough I don't know if you know this or not. So actually Rebecca's my pageant coach amongst many of my friends. And we all call her Chris Jenner because she's like our momager and she just Momager. It's like she just knows what to do and what to say at all times. And she's very nice about it until like she's gotta go Chris Jenner. And then she's yeah. like, absolutely not, you're not wearing orange gown right in the middle of the podcast right in the middle of the podcast you're not wearing the orange gown <laughs> well I know and everyone who has listened to all the episodes knows it wasn't just an orange gown it was an orange gown that was slit up all the way to the crotch with rhinestones right there at the slit drawing attention to the crotch not not anywhere else so it was it was just not appropriate for the Mrs. America stage Every week I ask a Chris Jenner's question of the week and you can answer if you want to, or you don't have to, but I just ask this sort of for all of our listeners for a practice interview or whatever they want to take with them. So here comes the question. Ready? Mm -hmm. How did your platform or mission or thing that you're passionate about become important to you? So within the earth organization, my platform is oceanic conservation and it goes back to when I was little. And I feel like when we're all younger, we, we love animals and we don't want to have hurt animals or anything like that. And I wanted to be a vet. And so I found out that, you know, you, you eventually have to, to put down animals. And I was like, no, can't do that. Absolutely not. Like I want to save animals. I want to make them feel better. I want to help preserve them. So mine with oceanic conservation is more focused on marine life. And I have a unhealthy obsession with otters. <laughs> I love them. They're so cute. And they have all kinds of um, benefits for the environment and also manatees as well. Uh, and they're down in South Florida and just their environment and their ecosystems down there are pretty much falling apart and it, it's gained national attention. And a lot of, you know, uh, government has stepped in along the lines of the manatees. So, you know, with my platform 
and my love, it stems back from when I was a kid, but it also has really pushed forward through the system and my love for my continuing love for animals, especially, you know, the otters and the manatees. <laughs> That's really, really good, like cool though. And I did not realize the environmental like benefits that otters have. I did not know that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. And it's actually kind of funny because a friend of mine, after I won, she sent me a stuffed otter and the stuffed otter has a bandana on it that says Mrs. USA Earth <gasps> on it. And it <sighs> is so cute. And I like for freaking out and running around the house with it. Like I was a 12 year old again, but it's, it's funny because it's, it's one of my things and it's kind of what I'm known for in the system. And it was just adorable to have like my title on a stuffed otter. <laughs> I love that. Well, Christine, thank you again so much for joining us. We so appreciate it. And I really appreciate you giving your time to us this week. Yeah, of course. Thank you all for having me. And remind everybody where they can find you again. Oh, yes, of course. So you can find me on my personal Instagram at Real Christine Rich, and that's Christine CH with common spelling. Or you can find me on the official Instagram, and that is Mrs. USA Earth. And you can find us at Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. So give us a follow on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll talk to you guys next week. We are currently booking our next guest. So follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod and send us a DM if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast.